I've got a very salty man. Oh, I've got a rather salty response to Empire. Mm. Mm. Hello there, welcome to Date Fight. It's the show where we take great events from history uh, that occurred t- today, but in the and um, put him against Yes, together. he's Jake. Yeah, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the energy back up. <laughs> together, <laughs> it was a spectacular fall at the first hurdle, wasn't it? <laughs> together, we have scoured all of history to find it sounds like exactly the same event and to compare it in front of your eyes to see <laughs> just how good it is. I guess. Yes, that will be for round. Two, I think. I'm going to take you to the 12th of March, 1689. Oh. Now, you may remember last time we talked about King James II. He had run away from England in the aftermath of the Glorious Revolution, uh, leaving the crown to his daughter and her husband. However, the next year he thought, I don't really like not being king, um, so I'm going to see if I can get back. So he landed in Ireland and started the Williamite War in Ireland on the 12th of March, 1689. The brass neck of these people just going, oh, I'll just kick off another war. Yeah, well, the French helped him this time because the French were in the middle of fighting William of Orange in Holland and things. Um, Essentially, all Catholics were fighting all Protestants, so as a Catholic monarch he was getting money from various... Catholic sources to right. come and try and overthrow the Protestant uh, William and Mary. So essentially, this was just a proxy war for France. It was doing all it could to annoy us. They were giving the Scots money, they were giving the Irish money, they were funding everyone. Mm. I say us. I'm not really one of you. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm actually very proud of my heritage. Are you? Yeah. I'm not. Why? I'm not proud of it. It's <laughs> the worst heritage you can have in the world. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I've, see, mine's half. I'm half English and half American, so I get to feel guilty about everything up to the first, Second World War on the English side, and everything after the Second World War on the American side. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, Vietnam. Yep, I can feel guilty about that. Yeah, the Empire. I can feel guilty about that. We should probably talk about yeah. your self-esteem. <laughs> anyway, it was two years of war, and it led to James II definitely not getting the throne of England back, and it led to the Protestant ascendancy in Ireland, and it is still celebrated. To this day, on the 12th of July, by the Orange Order, who march through and shout about how brilliant Protestantism is, when, by any objective means, it's no better or worse than any other form of religion, basically. Yeah, that seems fair. That's that's my really informed take on the matter. Nice. I, I think would... I've solved that. <laughs> yeah, well done, mate. Put that to bed. Yeah. I Protestantism like... is third after Hinduism. That's the Top of the Pops theme tune for anyone not listening in Britain. Uh, I'd like to take you to the 12th of March 2011. You may, you may take me there. Uh, Oh, thank you. In fact, I wouldn't take you anywhere near it because uh, a reactor at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant explodes. Uh-huh. and releases radioactivity into the atmosphere a day after the massive earthquake and tsunami. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, here's the thing. There are the the Fukushima 50, as they are known, the heroic workers who sort of stayed on and did really, like, clever things to try to cease the uh, worst of the radioactive outpouring at tremendous personal cost. Mm. Uh 
the decommissioning of Fukushima is going to take over 40 years to complete. Right. Uh, and that's going to involve moving spent nuclear fuel from spent fuel pools mm-hmm. to dry cask storage on site. Yeah. Still not as long as wind scale, let's not forget. No. Nope. How long is that going to take? That's a few hundred, isn't it? 2135, I believe it is. That's due to finish. (laughs) Brilliant. So even a catastrophic disaster like that is not as bad as no disaster. (laughs) Just the normal operation. (laughs) Just general ineptitude uh, in Britain. So uh, just to give you some sense of how they're doing with that. Mm. Uh, The Fukushima Heroes on the 7th of September... 2011, uh, were given uh, an award. Mm. Um, now, ha- just have a little guess what it might be called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heaven's Eleven Award. I don't know. Uh, the fuck? It was, Fushima? It's, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's unlikely you'll guess. It's the Prince of Asturias Award for oh. Peace, given by the Crown Prince of Spain. That was my third guess. What... <laughs> I mean, what kind of goal hanging is that? <laughs> uh, It'd be like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Did he know much? Yes. He's been very interested in nuclear safety for a long time. Since March the 11th, 2011. Yeah. We'd like to award you the Algerian prize for trifle making for your crossword <laughs> completion. It's completely irrelevant, but there you go. And nuclear safety. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Let's do some birthdays. Happy birthday to Frederica of Baden. She was Queen of Sweden until her husband was deposed, um, at which point she moved to Baden with him and refused to ever sleep with him again because she didn't want to give birth to any exiled royal babies. Wow. At which point he sued for divorce, she refused to divorce him. Her mother suggested that he have a second marriage on the side, which he agreed to, but she didn't like that, and they ended up getting an acrimonious divorce and never speaking again. Um, happy birthday to... <laughs> Keep it light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Not going to delve into any of the jokes you can do off the back of that. Nope. Happy birthday to Graham Coxon, who seems like the only bearable member of Blur. <laughs> also happy. <laughs> I mean, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, musically, you could admire Damon, but you wouldn't want to spend any time with him. No. Happy birthday to Karen Bradley. She was the Minister for Northern Ireland who didn't know the difference between the Unionist and the Nationalist parties. Wow. And she said that soldiers who killed people during the Troubles were just following orders. Well done you, Karen Bradley. Happy birthday. You're still in charge of the country for some reason. Happy death day to Maria von Ebner Eschenbach, the German novelist, 19th century novelist, who is known as possibly the best German 19th century novelist because there weren't many others. But she had a lonely marriage and filled the loneliness in her marriage by writing lots of books. (laughs) Also, happy death day to Morton Downey Jr., who is no relation to Robert Downey Jr., but looks quite a bit like him. He had a trash talk show in the late 1980s. He started the confrontational style of getting guests to fight with each other, so perfected by Jerry Springer who realised it was easier to do it if you just got less and less informed people yeah. they would fight much more easily um, anyway Morton Downey Jr. Uh, invented that well, so was he originally talent. trying to do it with like royals <laughs> yeah no he was he tried Professors. to do it, he would get like academics oh wow so he'd try amazing Gore Vidal fighting William Buckley <laughs> oh yeah and he would he would like physically push them like Al Sharpton people to get them fighting and pretending they hit each other amazing um, he's quite the character 
Uh, also, happy death day to Terry Pratchett, who's like Douglas Adams without the contempt for humanity. <laughs> yeah, Douglas Adams. <laughs> we love to discuss. He's fine. It's fine. It's good. It's funny. It's just I feel like he's a little cold to human beings, whereas Terry Pratchett was always very warm towards the foibles and uh, imperfections of the human race. Nice summary, mate. Thanks. <laughs> Shall we do our... Uh, Let's do our salty one. Our salty business. Are we going to 1930? We're both going to the 12th of March, 1930, and Mahatma Gandhi, mm. beginning the Salt March. Yes. He'd previously been uh, trying to get people enthusiastic about independence, and people weren't really all that bothered in India, so he decided to get people focused on one issue, which everyone understood, which was the salt tax. Yes. Having to pay money for making salt or selling salt. And this was a massive tax. You sort of think, well, there's not much. You sprinkle it on your curry or whatever. But it's 8.2% mm. of the tax revenue for the British Raj. Was it? And, and Gandhi said, next to air and water, salt is perhaps the greatest necessity of life. I don't know. I, I only lived... I did about a month and a half on brine, <laughs> uh, and I, I would have been a lot happier with some mashed potato thrown in yeah. here and there. Yeah. Much- but actually, I think you're fine in terms of life necessities, Nat. <laughs> I think you're fine. It's toilet paper. And sovereignty. And sovereignty at Blue Passports. Yes. Thank you. That's what they should have done. If I would have truly believed they were sincere, if they'd marched... Uh, 240 miles over 24 days to achieve blue passports. Is it, I mean, is that what Farage was trying to achieve when he did that long march? He did a long walk, didn't he, down to... But he stopped. No, he stopped. He did the first day. <laughs> he stopped. He said, I'll catch up with you. I've got to go do loads of interviews about this yeah. march. Oh, I'd love on. to be there with I'll you. See you at the next I'd time. love to be yeah. there in the rain with all seven bye, of you. Bye, bye. I'll, I'll see you. I'll see you. Bye, bye. Very good. Oh, no. Um, yes, so uh, in the end, uh, so what Gandhi did was he went to Dandy. I mean, let's yeah. start, Gandhi went to Dandy <laughs> to make some salt, yeah. which he said he was going to do on the 6th of April, and break the salt laws, which he did. And that led to a wave of civil disobedience in which the British had to arrest 60,000 people for breaking the salt laws that month. I say had to, they didn't have to, they did. That's amazing. They arrested 60,000 people in one month. That's amazing, because the there laws. were... I mean, it did it did kick it off, didn't it? Because there were millions of Indians breaking this law by, by yeah. the end of it. We can just make our own salt. We'll leave some more seawater out and get salt. Ha ha! That'll show you. What you do- excuse me, excuse me. What are you doing with that bucket? Nothing. Uh, making a sandcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Sandcastles go the other oh, way yeah. up. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't don't dry it. All right, don't dry it out. All right. <laughs> you gave me money for that. Uh, we are such insufferable. What, there's today's theme and every day's. <laughs> Nehru said that non-cooperation dragged them out of the mire and gave them self-respect and self-reliance. They did not submit so easily to unjust oppression. Their outlook widened and they began to think a little in terms of India as a whole. Nice. Not as a whole, as a W. As a no, whole. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad we both picked that one because I think it was a very good one. Mm, agreed. What a good date. But which one was the best one off of the first round? Only you can decide. Yes. You can vote. If you go onto Twitter, it's at date underscore fight. And if you go onto Facebook, you know, you can have a lovely chat about it, but you can't vote. <laughs> you Is that can't right? Vote. No, but you can join the Facebook page. Like the Facebook page, and then you'll get updates whenever we do anything exciting, uh, yeah. like every day, because this happens every day. Yeah, yeah. And it's, so, it's definitely yeah, exciting. If you, if you think you're ever in danger of forgetting. Yeah. 
just join the Facebook group and you'll get well probably it'll be hidden from you behind someone complaining about blue rolls but you know <laughs> that's the way the algorithm works unbelievable <laughs> right we will see you tomorrow cool. loo roll permitting <laughs> see you tomorrow bye, bye.